This is the podcast, Notable Speeches. Today, remarks by former President Donald J. Trump at a news conference during which he announced a class action lawsuit against tech giants Facebook, Google, and Twitter. The suit alleges that the company's content moderation policies effectively violated rights guaranteed under the U.S. Constitution. A group called the America First Policy Institute is behind the suit. Mr. Trump, who was banned by Facebook in January of this year, is the lead plaintiff. Critics of the suit argue that the Constitution may stop the government from circumscribing speech, but since tech companies are businesses not part of the government, they can't be held liable for blocking speech they don't like, or even for banning certain people from their platforms. But this is part of the reason the lawsuit is being filed. It argues that tech companies have effectively served as state actors in deciding which speech is acceptable and which is not. Social media companies are allowed, under a federal statute known as Section 230, to remove postings they claim violate their standards. The suit characterizes those standards as broad, vague, and ever-shifting, and asks the court to declare Section 230 unconstitutional. During the news conference, several other individuals who are parties to the class action suit joined the former president. You'll hear from some of them as well. Here is Donald Trump speaking on July 7, 2021, at the Trump National Golf Club in Bedminster, New Jersey. That's about 40 miles west of New York City. The audio has been abridged for this podcast. Thank you, everybody. I just want to say that I stand before you this morning to announce a very important and very beautiful, I think, development for our freedom and our freedom of speech, and that goes to all Americans. Today, in conjunction with the America First Policy Institute, I'm filing as the lead class representative a major class action lawsuit against the big tech giants, including Facebook, Google, and Twitter, as well as their CEOs, Mark Zuckerberg, Sundar Pichai, and Jack Dorsey. Three real nice guys. We're asking the U.S. District Court for the Southern District of Florida to order an immediate halt to social media companies' illegal, shameful censorship of the American people, and that's exactly what they are doing. We're demanding an end to the shadow banning, a stop to the silencing, and a stop to the blacklisting, banishing, and canceling that you know so well. Our case will prove this censorship is unlawful, it's unconstitutional, and it's completely un-American. We all know that. We all know that very, very well. Our filing also seeks injunctive relief to allow prompt restitution and really restoration, and you can name about 20 other things, and it has to be prompt because it's destroying our country. Of my accounts, in addition, we are asking the court to impose punitive damages on these social media giants. We're going to hold big tech very accountable. This is the first of Numerous other lawsuits, I assume, that would follow, but this is the lead, and I think it's going to be a very, very important game-changer for our country. It will be a pivotal battle 
in the defense of the First Amendment. And in the end, I am confident that we will achieve a historic victory for American freedom and at the same time, freedom of speech. So I want to thank all of the exceptional legal team behind this effort. Uh, in particular, John Cole. We have a lot of the tobacco lawyers, you know. I said, who are the best lawyers? Well, the tobacco lawyers seem to do a very good job. So I figured, let's see if they want to do it. And they really wanted to do it. We have great, great talent. I also want to thank Brooke Rollins, just an outstanding person and friend. She's uh, carrying it out to a level that nobody saw, and she's done it very quickly, together with Linda McMahon, a tremendously successful woman who did an incredible job in the administration, one of the best. And everyone at the America First Policy Institute for their support of this vital initiative. From the very beginning of our nation, freedom of speech has always been understood as a bedrock of our liberty, liberty and our strength. In America, we recognize that the freedom to speak our minds and express the truth that is our heart, really, that's really a big chunk of our heart. It is our heart. It is not granted to us by government. It's given to us by God, and no one should have the power to take that right away. The Founding Fathers inscribed this right in the very first amendment to our Constitution because they knew that free speech is essential to the prevention, and look, to the prevention of horror and to the preservation of our republic. But remember the words, the prevention of horror, because we're very close to seeing that now in our country. We've never been in a position like this, and it's all happened very quickly. In the words of the father of our country, although some would like to take that title away from him, George Washington, he will not be canceled. If freedom of speech... <laughs> if freedom of speech may be taken away, then dumb and silent, we may be led like sheep to the slaughter, pretty well-known phrase, and so true. Unfortunately, today, this fundamental American right on liberty is under incredible threat and attack by a lot of different sides. But we are the majority side by a lot. I believe we are the majority side by far more than anybody would understand. You just have to take a look at what happened in recent elections and add up the right numbers, you will see a majority like you wouldn't believe. Because nobody can believe what some of the things that are being said are. Nobody believes that. Social media has given extraordinary power to a group of big tech giants that are working with government, the mainstream media, and a large segment of a political party to silence and suppress the views of the American people. And they've been very, very successful at that. Not in all cases, but in many cases, totally successful. While the social media companies are officially private entities, in recent years they have ceased to be private with the 
enactment and their historical use of Section 230, which profoundly protects them from liability. Once they got Section 230, they're not private companies anymore in a lot of views. No other companies in our country, and even in our country's history, have had protection like this. It's, in effect, a massive government subsidy. These companies have been co-opted, coerced, and weaponized by government and by government actors to become the enforcers of illegal, unconstitutional censorship. And that's what it is at the highest level, censorship, and so many other things that perhaps are even worse. And you'll be seeing that in this lawsuit as it wells its way through the courts. We have all seen Democrats in Congress haul the CEOs of these companies before their committees and attempt to threaten them, bully them, and intimidate them like nobody has been intimidated. But they made a deal. They all get along very nicely now. Thank you very much. Congress has repeatedly told big tech that if they do not silence Democrats, political opponents, ban prominent conservative voices, I wonder who that would be, and restrict what the left ominously labels as disinformation, and they are the greatest disinformation group of people ever, ever in the world. As an example, just recently, now they're saying, we never said defund the police, we want to fund the police. They looked at poll numbers at 85% against them. No, 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 we want to, we want to take care of the police. They, no, they don't. They wanted to fund the police, and they'll say it thousands and thousands and thousands of times, and by the end of 12 months, you'll all be saying, oh, they love the police. They don't love the police. They actually hate the police for whatever reason, and it's just a terrible thing, and so many other things. They're changing their views on so many other things, and they just say the opposite. They don't even go to anything. They just all in unison, a lot of the people sitting right before me understand exactly what I'm saying. They say it right before you, that we want to do this, we want to do that. It's the exact opposite of what they've been saying. Or, the very, probably the most famous of all, Russia, Russia, Russia. Trump loves Russia. He loves Russia. He loves Putin. He loves Russia. And that went on for two years, and some people believed it. But we are going to look so closely, and we're going to make sure that the liability protections that they have under Section 230 is at a very minimum changed and maybe at a maximum taken away. The Supreme Court has made it exceedingly clear that Congress is not allowed to coerce private entities into doing what Congress does, and they're not allowed to do it. The lawful authority is just not there. They can't do it. They bully and they coerce. Yet that's exactly what's taking place every single day. It's a flagrant violation of the Constitution going on before our very eyes. And I hate to say this, but they do it with the Supreme Court, too. They play the refs. They play the refs. They talk about all sorts of things they're going to do to Supreme Court justices. We're going to impeach him. We're going to impeach him. We're going to impeach him. And then 
lo and behold, all of a sudden, different decisions come out. Or we're going to enlarge that court to a level that nobody can believe. We are going to take that court and we're going to enlarge it. We're going to, we're going to have 16. We're going to have 20. We're going to, I saw one the other day. We're going to have 24 justices. And I guess things happen because all of a sudden decisions come out. They play the ref. They play the ref better than Bobby Knight has ever played the ref. <laughs> and we can't let that happen. And hopefully our Supreme Court justices and other judges and justices, they stand up for our values. And they don't let that happen. In addition, in recent years, we have also seen increasing coordination between big tech giants and government agencies such as the Centers for Disease Control, where so much was wrong, so many things could have been different, but big tech happened to choose the wrong side, and they banned the right side. For example, YouTube's policy explicitly forbids contradicting, quote, health authorities. You know the health authorities. Fortunately, I overrode the health authorities quite a bit. That was a lot of good decisions made. If I didn't, we would have been in much bigger trouble, like you see other countries right now are still in very, very big trouble. Through such coordination, the federal government has essentially deputized social media platforms to become the de facto censorship arm of the U.S. government, which is exactly what's happened. This was especially clear during the pandemic when social media giants began censoring information according to guidance by the CDC, which, as we now know, was very often incorrect or wrong. This censorship is yet another blatant violation of the Constitution. There's so many violations of our Constitution, and you'll see that in the suit, which will also be added to, because other things are happening on a daily basis that will be added as we go along. Consider just some of the information that has been censored in America over the past year. Until recently, Facebook had a policy to eliminate all posts, sharing evidence that the horrible virus emerged from China they said it didn't emerge from the Chinese lab, Wuhan. Remember, I said Wuhan, and it was like a bomb went up. Wuhan came from the Wuhan lab. Of course, there were body bags all outside the lab. Nobody ever mentions that. I wonder why. They said it came a 1,000 miles away from a bat, or it came from another country. They tried to blame Italy. They tried to blame us. But they gave that one up. That was also misinformation. But then it was finally revealed that this was most likely the truth, that it came from the lab. And it was a small little story, but when I said it, it was like a weapon went off, a major weapon. I won't use the, the word weapon, because I never use the word nuclear, but we have to be careful with our leadership, because if we don't have the proper leadership, we're in a very perilous state. So we don't use the word nuclear. I never use it, okay? Never use it. I never said it. That's called disinformation. Google and YouTube have deleted countless videos that dared to question the judgment of the World Health Organization, which has been wrong so often. It's been 
a really pipe organ for China, as most of you know, calling those videos misinformation, including videos that consist of clear scientific fact. Doctors and medical groups have been barred from these platforms for posting about therapeutics such as hydroxychloroquine. Huh, that's a familiar name. Which now, most recent studies say, is effective in combating the virus. Three cents a pill. The drug companies don't like three cents a pill. Three cents a pill is what it costs. But recent studies have come out very strongly in favor. Twitter has censured users simply for using the term illegal alien, which it has labeled as hateful content and just taking you off for whatever reason. You have to see the sentence they took me off for. It's the most loving sentence. It's really amazing. They could have done better, because I've had a lot worse. I mean, I couldn't believe that was the reason. It's, take a look at it. You know exactly the sentence I'm talking about. It's become very famous. People are saying, really? Even the other side said, really? And of course, there is no better evidence that big tech is out of control than the fact that they banned the sitting president of the United States earlier this year, a ban that continues to this day, continues. So we get the word out, but it's uh, not a fair situation. Very, very bad for this country, very bad for the world. If they can do it to me, they can do it to anyone. And in fact, that is exactly what they're doing. They're taking people off who don't even realize they were taken off. They have no idea why they were taken off. But what they're doing is incredible and incredibly dangerous. Joining us this morning are just a few of the many Americans who have been illegally banned or silenced under the corrupt regime of censorship. These brave patriots are included in the lawsuit and thousands more are joining as we speak. Thousands more. They're all wanting to join. This will be, I think, will go down as the biggest class action ever filed, because thousands of people want to join. Jen Horton is a school teacher from Fenton, Michigan. Earlier this year, she was kicked off Facebook for sharing a post questioning whether young children should be required to wear masks. She had a question, giving both sides, and actually not negative, just giving both sides, that was enough. At the same time, as Jen was deplatformed, her brother had gone missing, and she was unable to get the word out to all of her followers. She had a lot of followers, could not get the word out. And Jen, I want to thank you very much for being here and uh, stepping forward. It takes a lot of courage. Would you like to come up and say something, Jen? What is Jen? Jen, Jen please. Thank you. Thank you. I just appreciate the opportunity to be here with all of these amazing patriots, and um, I thank you, President Trump, for everything you're doing for us. Thank you, Jen, very much. I appreciate it. Thank you, Jen. Kelly Kajuan and Bobby Michael are angel parents. Their precious son, Brandon, was killed at just 21 years of age by a twice-deported and very violent illegal alien 
He caused a very fatal collision. Something should have never happened. Since then, they have heroically launched their own deeply personal fight to draw attention to the dangers of illegal immigration. They helped push through Florida's ban on deadly sanctuary cities, and they are indeed deadly. And they continue to be strong advocates for border security and immigration enforcement. But they have been cruelly and unfairly banned from Twitter. Would you like to say a few words? Where are you? Would you please? Thank you, Mr. President. The fight for censorship must continue. We are in this. We will not allow our nation to be silenced. We stand together, and we thank you, Mr. President. I see somebody running for office very soon. That was great. Well, I want to thank you very much. It's really terrific. So we're in a fight. We're in a fight that we're going to win. We're in a fight that people want us to take on. So many people have said to me, please, sir, do something about big tech. Sue them, sir. Sue them. And they've been saying it to me for a long time, but there has never been a better time to do it. Polling released by Scott Rasmussen, highly respected, shows that nearly two-thirds of Americans believe big tech companies should be required to abide by the First Amendment guarantee of free speech. And I think those numbers are low, very low. 68% of Americans believe social media companies should prioritize their fair treatment of every citizen over protecting themselves. They're they want people protected. They want people to have their voice. And an overwhelming majority believe that tech giants have become too powerful. They've crossed the line many, many times, and by far too much. The American people's birthright of freedom must prevail against big tech and other forces that seek to destroy it. Through this lawsuit, we are standing up for American democracy, by standing up for free speech rights of every American, Democrat, Republican, Independent, whoever it may be. This lawsuit is just the beginning. We'll also take this battle to the state legislatures, to Congress, and ultimately to the ballot box. And it will be a very popular one at the ballot box. I will never stop fighting to defend constitutional rights and sacred liberties of the American people. I will never stop. And thank you to everybody. Thank you very much. Former President Donald Trump and others speaking July 7th in New Jersey. You can learn more about the class action lawsuit filed against Facebook, Google, and Twitter at takeonbigtech.com. If you haven't yet done so, please subscribe to the Notable Speeches podcast. And if your podcast app allows you to leave a rating, we hope you'll do that. You can follow us on Parler or Twitter at Notable Speeches. We also welcome your comments via email, feedback at notablespeeches.com. I'm Joseph Slife. Thank you for listening.